So we're so early to the dorm area that we have beaten the pre-roll material. It's still nine minutes left. Nine minutes of this. We snuck a couple moon pies in. So whenever I was leaving the house, my in-laws were there. And they asked me where I was going. And I was like, I'm gonna go see a movie. My father-in-law was like, what movie? And Chandler started laughing and I knew I couldn't, I couldn't lie. And I said, Dora. And he just went, hmm. <laughs> That's the worst reaction that you could have possibly given. Those people were looking at us. That's fine. Let them stare. So we went to Five Guys before this. Got some bergs. I got a hot dog. We saw um, one of my friends from high school. And he came over and was like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, we're going to a movie. And I fully intended to tell him what movie we were going to see. And right as I opened my mouth, I just said, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> and like laughed as I said it, but he didn't suspect anything. So. It was almost like you were embarrassed to go see Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> That's what it, Can I get my parking I was telling Clint, though, it was more about me embarrassed because I feel like if I told him we were going to see Dora, I was going to have to then say, it's for our podcast. So that was really the thing that I was more embarrassed to say. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you have a podcast that requires you to go see Dora the Explorer movies? Yep, this is my lot in life. Chumbly Soda sold exclusively at the Moon Pie General Store in Chattanooga, Tennessee. There was Chumbly Soda, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Soda, uh, Mustard Soda, and Grass Soda. I need you to back up for a second because I saw the Grass and the Mustard Soda. I think I missed Michelle Pfeiffer Soda. You didn't see? There was one bottle left of Michelle Pfeiffer Soda, and I'm almost 80% sure that the old man that was in the store with us bought it and <laughs> took it with him. Did it have a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer on it? Yeah, it did. Of course. he. I saw him, like, it was kind of weird because he, like, jumped out of a store whenever we walked by and then followed us in there and then just kind of perused around. Mm-hmm. And then he walked over to the uh, exotic soda section and... Uh, then kind of just like peeked around and then walked up to the counter and bought something and I'm assuming it was the Michelle Pfeiffer soda. I just imagine this guy walks in there every day and he just kind of glances at the girl behind the counter and goes, hey Nicole, just here for the sodas again. <laughs> Does they have it? <laughs> just goes nah. Right nah, back. Rick, they don't have it. <laughs> they no, don't man. have it this week. They still don't have that Meg Ryan soda I ordered like three months ago. I'll just settle for the Pfeiffer again. You got a new ship shipment of Chumley in, if you're into that. <laughs> I've had the Chumley before, Rhonda. You know I don't like it. You know nobody likes the Chumley soda, Rhonda. You know people just buy the Chumley soda as a joke. Nobody likes it. But the people who buy the Pfeiffer soda, they're into it. Th- those are the real soda boys. Because you you taste it, and you're like, this does taste like something Michelle Pfeiffer would appreciate yeah 
what do you th- high class. What do you think the flavors are of the Michelle Pfeiffer soda? What What is she most famous for? Uh, I think of Catwoman, but I don't think that's necessarily what she's most famous for. Okay, milk. <laughs> okay, cats like milk, yes. Yeah, they, they do like milk. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Uh, she does a lot of flips in that movie. <laughs> so. Okay, um... <laughs> protein <laughs> so it's like a it's like a very high profi- protein milk yeah it makes you strong it's like a, it's a protein shake is what it is with bubbles though oh that sounds icky welcome to purely nostalgia it's the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes and we try to figure out if they're actually good or if we just thought they were because we were stupid small dumb idiots my name is eli shaft smith and i'm the greatest good you're ever gonna get hola Yo soy Clint, and I'm what the French might call laissez compétent. I can't say that in Spanish. <laughs> I thought about the fact that you did that bit earlier in our intro that we had to <laughs> cut and start over because we don't mm-hmm. know how to podcast, and I was like, I could steal Clint's bit and do it, but I don't know a single word of Spanish because my high school Spanish teacher only taught me about culture in the Yucatan and not <laughs> the Spanish <laughs> language. <laughs> You know the man oh, I speak of. Senior. Oh, no, you're you're thinking of the other Spanish teacher at our school. I'm oh, thinking. Oh, you had the man Spanish. <laughs> I had Mr. Spanish. <laughs> okay, he I was had Mrs. Spanish. a white man. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so you learned white man Spanish. I learned white man Spanish. Well. Uh, I Yeah, I did not have the good Spanish teacher. <laughs> he also taught ethics. He taught which was weird. ethics. And his ethics were questionable. Very. (laughs) uh, I was going to say something I probably shouldn't say. He got fired. That's what it was. Uh, Well, um, so we saw saw the Dora movie. She's an explorer. What else do you want to know? She goes in the jungle. She fights bad guys. Who cares? She wears a pink shirt. Oh boy! I think the real explorer today. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say, but I'm excited. The, the real adventure today was the uh, five minutes that felt like several hours of us standing at the ticket counter, or you know, adjacent to the ticket counter, contemplating how we would approach asking for our tickets to Dora the Explorer. <laughs> the Explorer. Um, Yes, I blame you entirely for me being nervous about that because I feel like it shouldn't be a big deal at all. But yeah, well, yeah, it is. You my fault. made me overthink it to the point where I also was very scared, as you were. I was. I wasn't necessarily scared, but I was definitely self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up to the counter and ordered my ticket, and pointed back at Clint and said. Uh, <laughs> It was his idea to see Dora, and the girl at the cash register just kind of chuckled. She was like, ha, there's no shame in Dora. I actually heard it's pretty good. And I, like, felt instantly at ease. I was like, oh, man, she's doing her job so well because <laughs> I, I feel like that was exactly the response I needed. Yeah, and you know what's worse is that I didn't hear you say that, and I didn't make a joke. So it sounded like I was super into going, <laughs> super into seeing it. So you're he, like he made me, and I'm like I'm here, I'm here for my ticket. <laughs> uh, you've been waiting for this day for years. You cannot rain on my parade when I'm seeing Dora. <laughs> Don't you do it. Um, 
So Dora is obviously a property that is very close to both of our hearts. We grew up with her. Yep. We grew up watching the show, playing the video games. <laughs> was, the board game. Was there actually a computer game that it was based on, or is the whole bit of the show that it is a computer game and that's not based on anything? I think, I think that it originally was not a video game and then it became a video game. I'm not 100% sure, though. I feel like if we were a good podcast, we would have looked that up. We would have researched that up, but we are not. We've proven that. This is this podcast is just about our experience watching the more, the movie Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and mm-hmm. uh, they took off the the Explorer title because this they is did. a this is the dark and gritty version of Dora. Yeah, this this is the Nolan verse version of Dora. This is where she cuss. There were she, moments where... She did not cuss, but it seemed like she was going to cuss sometimes. There were definitely moments where it sounded like she cussed, or like it it sounded like they really, really, really wanted her to, but I, I obviously mean, could not. There was a moment where one of the characters said, what the flip, which is like... True. Why? That's cuss adjacent. <laughs> why not just say, like, I don't know, why would you ever choose to say what the flip in a movie? I mean, words are entirely made up. You know, it's the meaning that we give to them. That's nothing new. But it annoys me when people go out of their way to say, like, what the flip instead of, you know, what the actual word is. It's like you have the same intent behind it. It's just a different word than what has been socially acceptable. You just wish they'd go all the way and endure yeah. the lost city of the gold. And just... I do. I wonder if uh, no, I'm putting that thought out of my mind. I was about to say mm-hmm. an R-rated version of this movie would it be good, but no, it wouldn't. The answer is no. <laughs> Deadpool style. Yeah, Deadpool style. It could be Deadpool for girls. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Deadpool for girls. We need to bring back Christian Deadpool. He was one of the best. Yeah, that was a good that ever Originated on our show. Mm-hmm. That's an OG character. An that OG. was like in the teens. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was ever like actually like a popular character. I think we just thought like we were in the early stages of having a podcast, and we're like, this is something that podcasts have. They have like recurring characters. Yep. Christian Deadpool. That's a thing, right? Yep, that and works our, for us. And our li- our listeners were like, just talk about the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> That's what we're here for. And we're like, <laughs> Christian Deadpool, he's playing an acoustic guitar. People like this. We're, yeah, we're the a real only podcast. difference... Christian Deadpool is like regular Deadpool, except he sings Chris Tomlin songs. So that's really the only difference. No, it's the only difference. We didn't really have much of a, uh, a concept there. Um, so, um, you know, one thing that uh, is important in the uh, cinematic experience is, you know, there's um, there's trends, like you said. Um, it sounds I, like you're I, introducing an Oscars category. <laughs> <laughs> Moving pictures. Movies. Um, they are pictures movies. that move. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris had the worst Oscar open I have ever seen in my life. Are you going to say it's, what it was, or are we going to move along? Oh, he, he sang. Okay. And it was just not good. Oh. It was just not good. But, um, yeah, I mean, movie trends are important. Uh, es- <laughs> establishing a <laughs> cinematic... I'm just figuring out the I'm best sorry. way to transition I'm into... I'm figuring out the best way to transition to talking about that it's the year of the Yeti. It's the year of the Yeti. Everyone agree agrees on this. All the experts are talking about it. Um, 
and basically starting with Smallfoot, so not necessarily mm-hmm. the calendar year of 2019, but the this window of 365 days that we're in is the year of the Yeti because Correct. we had Smallfoot, we had um, Missing Link, and now we have a movie called Abominable. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a mishmash of Big Hero 6, Missing Link, and Kubo because she has a magic, yep. magic violin. And this is the kind of movie trailer that you get to see when you go see a movie that's only intended for kids because you don't get to just see the good movie trailers for kids. You get to see the bad ones as well. Correct. I don't know. I may <laughs> and be, this is one of them. I may be being too hard on this movie, but it looks like the most derivative thing I've ever seen. Well, we also got, speaking of bad movies, we got to see this as well as the uh, trailer for Angry Birds 2. And I haven't seen you laugh that hard <laughs> in a long time. And that was the craziest thing ever. They were, I mean, it was just a scene from the movie, it seemed like. And yeah. the birds are peeing <laughs> at a <laughs> urinal. A bird is simulating a, a, a bird. <laughs> no, here's the thing. It's birds inside of a, a bird, and yeah. one bird is simulating being the... Uh, the the pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what seems to be happening. The, Part of no, some crazy scheme. It's not what seems. That's what happens. Yeah. And then he like gurgles and spits it out in a urinal, and the other bird beside him is just like, "Hmm, interesting." <laughs> yeah. The one of the birds. Yeah, you have going on. So he's sticking out of like the trench coat or whatever, while yeah. the while the fake bird made up of smaller birds is standing at a urinal, and one of the birds above him goes, mm-hmm. pretend to be pee, and he spits in the urinal bunch. <laughs> and this is the movies that our kids are watching these days. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm in disbelief that. And the adults in the audience were just very into it. <laughs> I was. I was enthralled, to say the least. It just sounded like the bird had a really bad prostate. <laughs> Um, I think I might go see that movie. I'm, I haven't seen the first one, but I'm intrigued. I want to see the second one. Well, it's got to be your first movie on, you know, Regal, your Regal Cinemas Pass. Yeah. My last movie on AMC Stubbs A-List was Dora and the Lost City of mm-hmm. Gold. My first movie yeah. on Regal Unlimited will be Angry Birds 2. Yep. I'm making the switch. Unless AMC wants to sponsor us, then I'll switch back. Well, they won't let me because when I quit, they said, you can't come back for six <laughs> months. And I was like, wow. What? Seriously? They put you on a probation <laughs> yeah, period? it's pretty crazy. They were pretty intense. Dang. I mean, Dang. I could use a different email address, I guess. but Yeah. Uh, so, oh, Regal, wow. if you want to sponsor us, I would love that. I think I have a big um, – I think I had a big role in – bringing Regal's subscription service into existence because I called and tweeted and emailed the Regal wow. company so many times asking for it. Yeah, I'm sure it was all you. I think it was all me. Um, Speaking of like subscription services, when I was paying for my ticket and snacks for Adora the Explorer, Lost City of Gold, um, an old woman came up beside me and slapped a little card on the counter and said, I'm paying for this with Movie Pass," <laughs> And... That's a sentence that I never thought I would hear again. <laughs> you ever heard of it, kids? Ever heard of Movie Pass, kids? Snoop Dogg, DJ Khaled. Snoop Dogg is in the Adams Family movie. That is another bad movie trailer we saw today. 
Ah, yeah. Well, it's the year of the Yeti, and I do believe that it's time for us to. Because uh, it's kind of a now. Yeti, isn't he? He, he, he is, could kind of like fall in. Yeti. He's like a little Yeti. Snoop Dogg is voicing <laughs> Cousin It, and that is baffling because Cousin It does not speak words. Everyone else in that cast list, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like Oscar Isaac, uh, Charlize Theron. Chloe Grace Moretz. It's like, yeah, of course Nicole, they're yeah. voicing that as family characters. And then Snoop Dogg is in it. And you're like, hmm, okay. That's interesting. I was so I excited Snoop about Dogg that movie. Snoop Dogg was free. I was so excited about the, er, that movie when they first announced it and the cast list. I was like, this is going to be really good. And then that first trailer comes out and they make an it joke with the red balloon. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's usually a murderous clown attached to these. I was like, oh, no. It's <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> is, Jr. Is it a blue sky? production um it is not blue sky it looks like wow oh it's it, it's um it's illumination okay okay that that also tracks wait wait, wait 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 in 2010 after acquiring the rights to adam's family comics the film originally began as illumination stop motion animated film pr- directed cool. by tim burton of course that's the most obvious thing i've ever heard that would uh, have been good but now it is mgm and it is not anything at all <laughs> from the appearance of the trailers. Leica Studios would have done a good job. Leica of... would have done a great job, but they pretty much only do their own stuff. They don't yeah, Well, I guess true. like Coraline was an adaptation and I don't know. They adapted the concept of Yetis. Yeah, <laughs> adapted the concept. Yes. I think Kubo's based on like a folk tale, so probably uh, so. Man, Leica should uh, Leica Leica should make every movie. Yep. Agreed. Everything should either be Pixar or Leica. There, no, that's I don't I don't agree with the statement that I just made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk that one back. People are gonna get upset because then I was like, well, there's Miyazaki. There's like other good stuff. Like that's actually a pretty bad opinion to hold that Leica and mm-hmm. Pixar are the only people um, capable of good, making good animated movies. That's what people who don't appreciate animation would say, and I'm not one of those people. Animation is good, and everything should be animated. Oh, dang it, did I say another bad opinion? <laughs> you did. You did, unfortunately, but I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, um, it, so we've been on, like, a trek of live-action remakes. We've been on a I trek guess, of live-action remakes? Yes, um, and, and I guess Dora is the most recent entry into... A live-action remake? I guess so, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a live-action adaptation of a children's cartoon. Yeah. Um, these kids, they want their cartoons to be bulgy and have skin in them. <laughs> bulgy was not the first adjective that I thought You know where I got I that? That wow. comes from uh, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, the Jim, the Fairly Appearance Jimmy Neutron Ugh. crossover event. That was When Tim Turner goes into Jimmy's world, he's like, oh, everything's bulgy here. That was gross. Timmy looked like he needed some rest. Yeah, I was like, there's a reason you are not animated this way, my Mm -hmm. boy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, Uh, that was was weird. That was weird. I looked forward to that. I remember, like, thinking about that while I was in school. I'm like, I gotta get home. (laughs) Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Jimmy Timmy Power Hour is coming on. (laughs) They had, like, three or four of them, didn't they? Like, they did multiple ones. I think so. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy. Or like a three-parter series or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Not really sure. I wasn't that into it. 
Uh, <laughs> now you're trying to sound cool. Um, yeah. But we're talking about Dora today, and we got it. We got to talk about this movie, the Dora movie. Yeah. So we saw Dora. it together, and um, we saw it at the theater, the movie theater downtown Chattanooga. Um, we sat next to each other. We laughed. We cried. We held mm-hmm. hands. Um, we made friends with the one other guy who was in the theater <laughs> when we first walked in that made us feel better about our life decisions. Oh, that was so great. We we rounded the corner. First of all, we got there, I don't know, 35 minutes early. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we're going to do bits. We're going to record it on my phone, and we're gonna. Mm-hmm. it's going to be the, the highest downloaded podcast episode ever. Yeah, and typically there's like pre-showing music or whatever before. Trivia facts. It, it was dead silent in the theater. Just absolutely like drop a drop a penny or drop a pen and you could you could hear it. It was it, like it a was fu- awful. Funeral visitation. Yes. And you rounded the corner and you were you were in front of me, you rounded the corner and then you stopped and walked back and said, Oh thank goodness, I'm so happy right now <laughs> And I was like, Oh, is the theater gonna be completely full? Nope. We we walk in and there's one man that's maybe 37, 40 <laughs> years old, just on the front row by himself. And I was like, "Yep, that seems about right." And he's probably looking at us like, "Look at these two weirdos coming in here." No, he was looking at us thinking, "Oh, I bet these guys also have a podcast." <laughs> yeah, because he's he's currently recording his podcast episode where he talks about kids' movies. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that. That did cross my mind, but he he seemed like the type that was more interested in peeling off our skin than you know talking about the movie. I think he's probably a YouTube movie reviewer, the kind that's like the new Dora movie pleased some fans, but other fans are mad about it. But it's all spliced mm-hmm. together, so it sounds like really good and well produced, and there's like graphics flying across the screen. Chiron's at the bottom. Man, we we can't stall any longer. We got to talk about the Dora movie, don't we? Yep, we sure do. Should we uh should we talk about our personal experience with the intellectual property of Dora who is exploring? I've been, you know, racking my brain all day trying to think about like my personal experience with it and I decided I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> That's the conclusion you came to? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I don't really have any sort of nostalgic connection to Dora. I feel okay. Like. I, feel, I mean, <laughs> of course I don't. She was never intended for me. She came after my time. Like I, I was. Let's see what era actually. Yeah, Dora's for girls. Well, <laughs> there's a Hold monkey on. and he's for boys. Hold on, Chandler. You're a uh, female. Did you like Dora? She says no. So, unfortunately, my. Uh, my thesis does not hold true. So she came out in 2000. So we were in, like, mm. I was in kindergarten. Um, yeah, I would have been five. Okay. So it wouldn't have been or that four, weird for six. us to have actually watched Dora. Um, and I, I guess I, I've watched enough Dora to be familiar with the concept. Like, I know that there it's there's, like, a computer mouse that clicks on things, and she talks to the camera and teaches you Spanish, and she has three... Um, obstacles she has to get past to like save a squirrel from a crocodile at the end or something like yep. that it'll be like there's there's a squirrel that's sitting on a branch and there's a crocodile about to eat it and they're like we got to travel um through this valley and across the ocean 
and mm-hmm. through this quicksand to get to the squirrel and the the crocodile is just sitting there the whole episode about to eat the squirrel and he's yeah he's very the... patient <laughs> and then he there's a just like boy. the camera would, the camera would pan over and he's like i'm getting close you know just <laughs> something like that yeah uh yeah so that's i mean yeah i'm familiar with the concept and have seen footage of it i don't know that i've watched a full episode but like mm. you know i know i know that dora be exploring yeah, um, my experience is, 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 to use your word, derivative, is going to sound very derivative of yours. Okay. Um, it, I, I didn't have much of an experience. I remember it coming on. It came on, you know, in the morning before we would typically leave to go to elementary school. Um, and I uh, I don't really have much of anything aside from that. Um, I mean, it, it was on in the background, I suppose, when I was eating breakfast or, you know, getting ready for school, uh, because, like you said, it was designed to be educational. It was on Nick Jr., um, family-friendly Nick Jr. Uh, do you remember the face of Nick Jr.? You know, it was like a blue screen or like a red screen. It just had like a, f- a smiley face on it yes. and he'd talk to you Wait, sometimes. was that not Playhouse Disney? I always got them mixed up. Nope, that was Nick Jr., my okay. dude. Um, no, Playhouse Disney was a little Play-Doh boy or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. but um, pretty much the same. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but you know, it was it was very just like sanguine, you know, easy entertainment, and um, I I just don't have an interesting you know connection to it. Dora did not shape my youth in any way, shape, or form. Thankfully. So the so the listeners may be asking, why are you covering this movie? <laughs> and the answer is because Dora or because. They messed Sonic the Hedgehog up so bad <laughs> that they had to do his movie another year, and we had an they, open slot. They done made us have to do Dora out of convenience. Yep, but also, we're all about covering nostalgia-based content on this show, and so it just seemed it seemed appropriate. Also, I sort of felt like, just based on the trailers, I was like, this has kind of a Spy Kids feel to it, and For sure. I'm I'm into that, so... That was another yeah. reason we wanted to cover I it. I mean, it's got Danny Trejo it's in it. It's got Danny so Trejo. They got that much. Um, so that's our personal experience with Dora. Um, let's get into our first impressions after watching this movie today, a couple of hours ago. Um, mm-hmm. I'm making you go first this time. What did you think about this movie? Okay, so I went into it like, I, I think I said it last episode, just ready to trash it and ready to think that it was just, you know, awful garbage. And I'm not saying that it was great, but maybe the th- the first quarter of it was legitimately really funny in parts. And, and and there were moments at the very beginning within the first 15 minutes where I thought, oh, if it keeps this pace, this movie's going to rule. But then it, it, it dropped off, you know, about halfway through, and the ending was very just, like, rushed and um, ready for television, I, I, I think is one way to put it. Yes, I I think I agree wholeheartedly. I pretty much loved the movie up until like their quest started. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, like the, after they were kidnapped and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I felt like the first twenty to thirty minutes where it's just kind of Dora being awkward in high school and stuff were mm-hmm. really funny. And then even throughout the movie, even after that point, there's still some really funny jokes. 
and it was like they would do a really good joke and you and I would laugh really hard and no one else in the theater no would, one laugh. Else would laugh at it. And then they would do a joke that was like the kind that we talk about where they're like, um, he's right behind me, isn't he? And every yeah, or- the theater would explode. <laughs> <laughs> Swiper would like his butt would catch on fire and they'd be like, ah! <laughs> there, were, there were moments where like, there were some adults behind us. It was like a, a party of like four or five, just like yeah. full-grown adults, and they were really into it. And I think that they were maybe on drugs, but um, that's just that's just my thought because of how how into it they were. And you and I just like kind of got into a nonverbal rhythm of whenever there was one of those "he's right behind me, isn't he?" moments mm. uh, where they would laugh, and you and I would just stone-faced applaud. <laughs> I forgot that we did that. And we're really funny, aren't we? And we're pretty funny. People probably hated us. <laughs> well, they hated me when I said Delicioso out loud. That was legitimately really funny. And uh, I, when you said that, I diarrheaed all over the floor. So they, only, they really only do that joke once where at the beginning Dora is young and it's like basically – her when she's actually the age of Dora the Explorer the TV show and she mm-hmm. th- she's eating dinner with her family I think the joke was even in the trailer she just looks at the camera and she's like could you say delicioso and she says it twice she she pauses and no one said anything and then she goes say it with me delicioso and I just went delicioso <laughs> <laughs> very no loudly else, no one else said it but I wanted to participate because I, I feel like she wanted me to. I feel like that was... Yeah, you were just we, being polite. I was just being polite to Dora. But, like, that was a funny joke, and there were several moments like that that because their parents, their parents just look at each other like, it's a phase. She'll grow out of it. <laughs> anyway, that was really funny. And then the, the moment where um, it was towards the end, mm-hmm. right before Danny Trejo, uh, <laughs> you know, was birthed out of the mouth of that animated monkey... Uh, where Dora was like talking to him and he just just like staring blankly at her. She was like, "You're right. I I should do this." And but, he was just like staring. It, it was so funny. That was so funny because it also confirms like it was a little bit unclear what was happening in Dora's mind throughout the rest of the movie. It's like, mm-hmm. does she actually think these animals are talking or does she not or, or like is she hearing voices or is she just pretending or what and that kind of confirms that she is just pretending because yeah. she like talks to him and then it pauses for him to answer and he's just staring at her blankly and then she responds to him and then he actually says something and she's like wait you could talk but then there's swiper that it's just kind of accepted that he's this you know anthropomorphic fox with a mask and little gloves yeah. so they don't they don't say like whoa, that's weird, a fox that can talk. I mean, they kind of do, but they don't, like, explore it any further. Yeah. Same as, like, they don't they don't acknowledge the fact that Boots, the monkey, does not look like a monkey. A, a real monkey, correct. Hey, was he ever wearing boots? Uh, at the end. He, he had those sparkly boots when he oh. was in the gymnasium dancing. That's right. That's the only time he wears boots, isn't it? Yeah, that and at the very beginning. But, yeah. you know... Aside from that, there were no other moments. No other moments. Unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, overall, I agree with you. I thought the first, the beginning of the movie was really fun, and then it just turned into kind of a slog when they were actually, like, going on their dumb little adventure, and it's, like, mm-hmm. trying to be a Tomb Raider movie, which, like, could be fun 
if I don't know, like the quicksand scene that you were peeing during was kind of funny because the scorpions made it on that guy's head. Yeah. Um, I had to catch you up on that when you came back from peeing. Yeah, I'm so glad that you did. What um, other obstacles what, were there? There was really just that. I mean, like jumping across things. When <laughs> they you had to jump across things. Well, then there was a weird scene where they tripped balls yeah, on that screen. Was, that was funny, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's the same scene from like Booksmart, which I don't know if you've seen that, but like there's no. a they uh do some crazy drug and they like it the movie turns into like a stop motion movie for a few minutes and they like turn into dolls and it's really funny and this was basically that same scene but she turns into her animated self from the show and yeah uh, and you see a, a naked man behind yeah you see a booty you do see that a was weird booty. yeah he was just like that that man just wanted an excuse to show off his chest whenever he was back in reality mm-hmm who was he? Who was that actor? Um, that Is was. Is he famous? What was his character name? Alejandro. Eugenio Derbez. Eugenio. Yeah, and he has not really been in anything else that I have heard of. Um, he's he's kind of the villain of the movie, which you predicted, yeah. and I actually, when you said, "Oh, he's going to turn out to be the bad guy," I was like, mm, "I don't know. I think he's going to be a good guy." You were right. I was wrong. It was funny because, like, he straight up told Dora, I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. I'm the bad guy. Like, whenever he came out of the quicksand, he was like, no, I'm the bad guy. And she's like, you're not a bad guy. You're a good guy. And he's like, okay. And we were both just like, huh. Well, okay. that was that was weird because it seemed like they were setting it up for him to be redeemed at the end. And he doesn't. He just gets no. locked up by... Those people by and ghosts dies by, like yeah he gets locked up by ghosts and they <laughs> drag him into their kingdom yeah because it, it's like it, it like it, it presents him as conflicted but then when he mm-hmm. actually reveals himself to be evil he's not conflicted at all he just hates children and wants them to die yeah um, should we do a ten thousand foot view of this movie just so we have some context here yeah I feel like that's good um. A, a good idea, because it's not your typical Dora, uh, you know, content. Yeah. So, um, the movie opens up. It's like, like it's you not said your earlier, grandma's it's, Dora. It's not your grandmother's Dora. <laughs> this one's gritty. But, um, yeah, it it opens up, and it really just kind of confirms that the exploring part was all in her mind. Um, her and Diego are living in the woods. I think they're in Guatemala. If my knowledge of the or my memory serves me correctly when they showed the the map they were hunkered down in Guatemala or something like that and um she uh Diego goes off to live in the big city Dora's sad she becomes an adult she's still exploring she uh has like a vlog of some kind um her parents send her to the big city to go to high school while they're um searching for what what was the lost city of gold's name Parapata it starts with a p Parapata. I just said it. Oh, Parapata. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered it. It's Parapata. Um, thank you, um, Spanish, high school Spanish. Not gonna, not gonna dox our old high school Spanish teacher. Um, but uh, Dora, you know, is not really fitting in. She's kind of a, a dweeb, a weirdo, and everyone knows it. And Diego is a bad cousin. 
uh, straight up very bad cousin. He's mean and, to her. Yeah, and then they all get her, um, Diego, Randy, and smart girl. Uh, what what is her name? Do you remember? Sammy. Sammy. Uh, they all get kidnapped, um, and they don't like each other. Um, and then they're they're in the woods. A man saves them, and then turns out he is a double agent. Uh, they get into the lost city. They find the gold. They find the treasure. Uh, but then uh, Diego swipers, and Sammy kiss. Diego which, and Sammy do kiss, which was not hinted, hinted at, at earlier at in the movie at all ever. Nope, uh, but they do kiss, and it's very weird. Because um, somebody got a smooch, and it ain't going to be Dora and this white boy. Oh, boy, I did not want to see Dora get a I smooch. I was really <laughs> worried that they were going to end up together. I yeah, was like, I, was, no. I did not want that at all. But um, then they uh, swipe or swiped, stole some gold. The city was going to fall apart, and then Dora did something correctly, and then the city closed <laughs> up. I, I leaned over to you and said, why is her big moment her pouring some water into a monkey's hands? <laughs> That's what it was. Um, she fed the, the statue some water, and apparently it showed them uh, God's heavenly kingdom. Well, um, I guess the idea was that she knew more about the Inca culture than him because she actually I, I was suppose, like, yeah. I don't know. but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but and, and then they ended with a big musical number at the very end, which was... Out of very out of place. I it was fun. I kind of wish hey, there had been to, more. We got to see Sammy poop on screen. Yeah, so was... Sammy does poop. Oh, well, she poos as he as she calls it. Yeah, and we were she. That was a funny moment where she's like, "I got to do a thing," and Dora's like, "I know that face. You have to poo." <laughs> and then she she dug a hole, and the bit didn't end, and we're like, "We're gonna see this girl." Papa Squat and Dookie on screen. <laughs> and then it, it cuts away as she's like unbuckling her pants. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, you straight <laughs> then, up went, oh, whoa. <laughs> and then it cuts back to her and she's sitting, pooping, and like singing a little pooping song. <laughs> and that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then the gang runs by her and apparently sees her popping a squat and Dookieing in a hole. I like how uh, we're being like critical of this movie, but we're like, you know, the poop jokes though, <laughs> top notch. I like those poop jokes. Top notch poop jokes. Uh, hey. The girl that played Dora had very good delivery of her. Lines. Yes. Okay. She was very funny. Um, wait, before I start talking about poop, I gotta. Go. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Because good. we're not doing sinful moments today, so I have to push that button at some point. Correct. Um, yeah. No, Isabella Monaire. She's really good. Like, I think. I don't know. I could see her exploding. Yeah, I hope she does. Real. I think she's she was really funny in this movie. Yeah, she she was just perfect. Honestly, like she has very good comedic timing, mm-hmm. and is just an all around like really charming actress. We, I, I agree. I could definitely see her, like you said, exploding. She was in. I think the only like big thing she's been in is she was in Transformers, the last one. <laughs> it's called. It's not called, called it? the last one. It's called the last night. But I, okay. I was saying it's yeah, the last night. Um, I don't know if she was like a big role in that. I kind of assume not. Hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> why, why would I assume that? I have no reason to assume that. Um, yeah, listeners, don't tweet at us. Um, she she's really funny, and I, I leaned over to you and said this, and I'm sure plenty of people have made this connection. But it's very much like an elf type movie at the beginning. Oh yeah, she's just like this very nice friendly person who's out of place in the big city and yeah, like very naive 
that part of the movie was great, and I kind of just wish this had just been a high school movie. But yeah, that's not a coming what it is. of age movie. There were moments where it definitely seemed like coming of age, where she was like, you know, in the closet crying. I don't mean like sexually in the closet, but she was in her, <laughs> physically in her closet crying. And, yeah, it's like it was uh, Ladybird. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's Ladybird, and uh, she's like, I've never felt alone before. When I was alone, but now that I'm with people, I am alone. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's that's coming of age. Yeah, um, uh, I have a question. Since I mentioned Ladybird, do the people at the movie theater have a a movie on their name badge? Is that a thing they do? Yes, their favorite movie. Okay, so <laughs> the girl who I bought my ticket from that I made a joke about. Uh, how you yeah. wanted to see Dora so bad. She, her name tag said Ladybird, and I said oh. very sincerely, "Oh, is your name Ladybird?" <laughs> you dummy! <laughs> I wasn't joking. I didn't think her name was actually Ladybird. I just thought like she, maybe she was making a joke, like because in Ladybird, the girl just wants to be called Ladybird. And I was like, yeah. maybe that's what she's doing. <laughs> no, she you just idiot. and she just chuckled and said, "Ha! I wish." And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> okay, guess okay. this conversation's over. <laughs> Gotta go watch Dora now. Uh, <laughs> you had a very, like, sincere, conver- like, a very short, sincere conversation with that lady. I had a very similar experience with the lady at Five Guys where she told me her opinions on hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? She was like, I personally don't like hot dogs, but I bet ours are really good. Do you want a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were like, and then yes, lo and behold, that's what I was yes, going to order. I actually, I'm going to get a hot dog. <laughs> uh, I had a conversation with her too about how hot it was outside. She was like, "Is it hot outside?" And I was like, "It's pretty hot, yeah." And she was like, "Y'all just been walking around outside?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I guess so." Dang, she's getting ready to roast us. <laughs> oh man. We made friends today. <laughs> we need to start a separate podcast about our conversations with cashiers, except that would be the least interesting thing that anyone has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think? Let's go through characters uh, on this one. Uh, Benicio Del, Del Toro as Swiper. He's a Top good, build. Uh, Top build. <laughs> actually, I don't know. I was going to say he's good just because I like the idea of him playing Swiper. I don't think Benicio himself brought anyone anything to that character that anyone else could not have done. You know he recorded this from his living room. Absolutely. I'm not sure he knows that he was in this movie. And he... Uh, the CGI was maybe the worst CGI I've ever seen. <laughs> Which, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if the swiper CGI is bad, but... Why was Antonio Banderas not in this movie? Yeah, was thinking that too. He should have been uh, the role that... He should have been the bad guy role. Yeah, that guy was definitely like a low-budget Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Um, and Django Fett's in it. Yes. I, w- I was a little sad that Django Fett ends up kind of just being a henchman and not the main bad guy. Yeah. I I had to ask you because I had no idea. I was like, is that really Django Fett? Because you kept saying like a few times, you're like, that's Django Fett. I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool, dude. But Django I Fett guess it really was. has put on a little bit of weight, <laughs> but I'm glad that he's working. Yeah, uh, he's getting that good Nickelodeon money. Yep. Uh, Danny yeah. Trejo. Danny Trejo, excellent in his one line of the movie. Probably I my favorite part of the movie. I laughing when he started talking. See, m- the opposite of Benicio, I feel like Benicio, like I could have just been anyone. It's just the name. Like the joke is that 
he is playing this role. But Danny Trejo actually nailed that line, and that was a really, yeah. really funny moment. It wouldn't have been as funny if it was anyone else. So he yeah. had a Top sentence. Notch. Yeah. Um, have we talked about Dory yet? I mean, we said that we liked her, but yeah, yeah. she's good. Yeah, yeah. The the girl that played her was very good. Uh, the friends. The friends and Diego. Diego could have been played by anybody. I yeah. think he was just very, you know, down the road, like, okay. Um, I leaned over to you at one point and said, he's a smooth boy. He's very <laughs> he smooth. smooth. He, he could play the Silver smooth. Surfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could. He had, like, a very Silver Surfer-esque profile, like a very long yeah. head. <laughs> yep. Very smooth. Um, far too handsome. Yeah, far too handsome. Oh, man, if this movie uh, was made ten years ago, Taylor Lautner would have been Diego. <laughs> yeah oh gross um sammy sammy she was Wasn't, fine i mean was okay yeah um randy randy the other friend i don't like randy i did not like randy <laughs> one bit and his whole aesthetic which this isn't his fault this is costume design i guess he was like a teenage boy from 2004 <laughs> teenage yep. boys don't look like that anymore he had the hair he had the shirt and he had the other shirt and mm. the jeans. <laughs> the other shirt. Yeah, that's key to 2003 teenagers. Yeah, he had a, a uh, what is it called? A graphic tee and then mm-hmm. a unbuttoned flannel yep. over it. Mm-hmm. Very key uh, mid-2000s. He's the kind of guy that will have a podcast when he is in college. <laughs> did you dress that way? Uh, did I? Um, yes. I don't think I mean, I've do ever... You? Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really done the graphic tee with a flannel over it, but I pretty much exclusively wear either tee. <laughs> graphic tee is such a lame <laughs> word. I don't want to say that, but I guess that's what they are. Yeah, that's what they are. X-Men shirts that I buy at Target, and mm-hmm. I oh, wear flannels boy. a lot too. Yeah, I I mean, really, maybe I hated Randy because I was staring in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see your worst in Randy. Yep. Uh, Randy's bad. Don't like him. Get rid of him <laughs> in the sequel, please. Do you think there's going to be a sequel? <sighs> there has to be. I don't think there will. Um, I think they set themselves up pretty well for a sequel. And I, I don't think, mean like, oh, man, the sequel's going to be good, but they set themselves up logically for a sequel. I think this would have to do really well at the box office, and I think I saw something about how it hasn't been doing great, so I don't know. Oh, duh. <laughs> I, wait, what? I don't think that's a duh for me. <laughs> Did you think that it was going to do great? It could have been fine. This this movie came out in the summer that contained the highest grossing film in history. Yeah, and it's and also the exact kind of movie that is making money these days. Is it's a live action reboot of a animated property. It, it that, came out too too late. That nineties kids. Tired of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's probably true. If it was like two thousand fourteen. But, like, people weren't really doing self-aware adaptations of, of kids' properties back then like we are mm-hmm. now. Like, I almost think this this whole – the idea of what this is dates back to, like, um, what's that movie? 21 Jump Street. Like, that sure. was the one that kick-started this, this thing where you adapt a property that maybe is not great and you do it in a self-aware and funny way. Like, Dora is not to that level, but it kind of is the same kind of thing, but for kids. It's Deadpool-esque. It's pretty much Deadpool, but Deadpool was, I mean. He's yeah, Deadpool is everything. <laughs> I just got speechless thinking about Deadpool. <laughs> he's everything I do to think me. that if they, if they like, kind of stuck to the incredibly self-aware 
uh, idea that they had at the very beginning in the first 30 minutes, this movie would be would probably more than double its score for me. Well, it it just turns into like halfway through like a dumb kids adventure movie and it's like Right. I don't know. They still sprinkle some pretty good jokes in here and there, but it's very very boring and like the high school part is not boring to me. I was very much into the movie. And then when I they're agree. like doing stunts and stuff, which is like Snoozeville. No thank yeah, you. Yeah, Snoozeville. No thank you. Uh, the moment where she was like walking through the hall at the high school, and then the the bell rang, and she's like, "Is there a problem or something?" That was really funny. Oh yeah, Just, <laughs> she like panics. Yeah, that was that was very funny. Uh, I'm not gonna qu- try and quote Dora because I can't deliver it at the same level that these mm-hmm. actors did. So I'm just you know I'm gonna I'm gonna end my quotes of Dora. Oh. Uh, at this point. Oh, we gotta mi- recognize uh, Michael Pena as Dora's yes. dad. Great. Dora Daddy. Love Mr. it. Dora. Anytime he shows up in anything, he's a good man, and I love him and support him. He, probably his most restrained performance in a while that I've seen him in. He was well, very restrained in, like, Interstellar, you know, but. Sure. Yeah, that's, he can do, like, he's in a lot of very serious movies. Like, I always think of him as just kind of a funny guy, but, like, he's not, he's actually not very often that kind of character. I think that's what he's been pigeonholed as, but. But he, I think before he was in like Ant Man and stuff, like oh yeah, for sure. Before he was, he was in prior to Ant Man, he's a good he actor. Very, yeah, he is very sincere actor. I can I can definitely see a future where we have Academy Award nominee Michael Pena. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for Michael uh, Pena. No, for this movie, and it's listing all the cast members, and only two of them do not have a hyperlink on their name to their own page, and I want you oh, to no. guess which ones they are. <laughs> which ones don't? Yeah. Oh, man. The teacher? Uh, No. Okay, so it is mainly just, like, main characters. Oh, um, Randy? Randy is one of them, yes. Nicholas okay. Kumbe does not have his own Wikipedia page. Randy and... You say a main character. Define main. Main character. Diego? Diego. Am I right? Jeff Wahlberg as Diego. Nothing for Diego. Wow. These boys suck. These boys suck. He's too smooth. It actually says in parentheses next to Jeff Wahlberg as Diego, too smooth for a Wikipedia page. Is he related to Mark Mark Wahlberg? Uh, I think I can only assume yes. Okay. That's probably why they they, Wikipedia... Reach their uh, Wahlberg quota, Jeff, 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 and the and the Funky Bunch. Yep, Wahlberger. Um, what else we need to say about this Dora movie? Um, you know, Boots was scary. Boots, yeah, he looked scary. <laughs> <laughs> a very scary monkey, He's indeed. A scary looking monkey. He's like kind of that in that territory of animated character designs where it's like they're towing the line between. You mean the Uncanny Valley? (laughs) It's not Uncanny Valley because he's not a realistic-looking monkey. Oh, I see what you're trying to get at. They can't decide if they want it to be realistic or cartoony, so they just make a terrifying (laughs) furry creature. Yep. Um, I like how... I do like how, in reality, he is voiced by Danny Trejo. mm -hmm. That just just tickled me to death. That tickled me to death as well. And I I like how nobody acknowledges the fact that he does not look like a normal monkey. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, yep, that's a monkey. 
the reality of this movie is kind of hard to figure out because it's like it seems to be implying that everything was going on in Dora's head, but then at the same time, right. Swiper the Fox is very real. <laughs> <laughs> he is a real criminal fox that talks. Yep. So it's like, I don't know. I don't really know what to believe. Um, I don't know what to believe in this Dora movie. <laughs> I would say all in all, this movie was better than I first expected it to be when it was first announced, but mm-hmm. not as good as I started hoping it would be when I started hearing that it was like very self-aware and funny and stuff. But sure. still like fine, like better than this movie ever had any right to be, I would say. I do want to congratulate you because bef- while we were walking from the uh, the Moon Pie store, uh, which we perused for Moon Pies, and bought we bought two of them for fifty cents a piece. We, um, we, we we bought two each. We each had each. a pie per hand. We did one pie per dual hand. wielding Moon Pies. <laughs> but uh, while we were walking back from the Moon Pie store, um, I guessed, or I, I said, let's guess how long this movie is, and you guessed it on the minute how mm-hmm. long you thought this movie was going to be. You guessed 88 minutes, and I was like, no way, man. They ain't, There's no way it's less than 90 minutes. 102 I, minutes on the dot. I, I think that it probably was too long. Yeah, it was too there was, long. There was a lot of jungle traipsing that could have been cut out, but, you know, they yeah. had to get their jungle quota in. Should have called this movie Dora and the Jungle Dora Traipsing. Dora and the Jungle. Dun- yeah, Dora and the Jungle Traipsing. Dora, like, Dora, like Dora does jungle, jungle tra- traipsing. More like Dora in the it. Lost Jungle of Gold. Am more I right? like Dora traipses. To, more, Dora, more, more yeah, like go Dora. Ahead. No, you got this. More, more like Dora j- jungles. Yep. More like Dora's, Dora's jungle jungle friends. Yeah. Okay, that was <laughs> worth it. Um, good job. Congrats. Uh, yeah, this movie's fine. I would say. <laughs> You gave it what a five out of ten? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question, and I have an answer. <laughs> uh, are we the only people who have opinions about this movie? I'm glad you asked. Um, indeed, we are not. We're not. We are not. Um, oh, who else does? Chumley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chumley from Pawn Stars. No, uh, I that hit is the our... button at the wrong time. <laughs> Chumley. <laughs> yeah, his famous sound effect. I thought you, you were Chumley. gonna say the internet or something like that, so I was just oh, okay. ready to hit it. The internet. Cool. Which includes so, Chumley. Ch- yeah, yeah. So this is hot takes from online, which are reviews that we take from IMDb, and we only uh, sort through the funniest. Uh, I'll either read just the headline itself, or if the article is either short enough or good enough, I will read that as well. Um, I actually have five today, but it's mostly headlines. That's so many. It's mostly headlines. Um, this is uh, from, per, uh, what is this, Persian Bell. Uh, okay. Persian Bell gives it a nine out of ten. Persian Bell's headline says, fun. Oh, wait, hold on. i, I got to redo this. So I'm going to scream the words that are capitalized. Okay, okay? get a distance from your mic. <laughs> okay, hold on. Here I go. Ready? Persian Bell, 9 out of 10. She says, fun! Whoa. Indiana Jones for big kids. Fun okay. Indiana Jones for big kids. That is, is pretty what... much, 
how I would describe this movie. Fun Indiana yeah. Jones for big kids. Yeah. It is for big kids, isn't it? Not for little kids. Yeah. It like, is it's for definitely big. for kids, but it's for big kids. Correct. Kids that are have some heft to them. Yeah. For... Um, so... This is for big boys like Chumley. <laughs> this is for big, strong boy like Chumley. This next review comes from Chumley. Uh, Chumley. <laughs> I'm so thankful. Uh, no, this actual this this uh, reviewer's name is a doozy. Uh, this comes from Kimmy one three five eight dash four seven four dash seven seven nine eight eight one, and they give it a ten out of ten. And the title says rare, and uh, <laughs> do they mean like undercooked? No, nah, I don't know. Well, it says it's rare to find a movie. That it's rare to find that a movie is as good as the trailers lead you to believe. Oh, so that so wasn't really, really my experience, one. but okay. Nope. Yeah, you were underwhelmed. Yeah, um, just a little this bit. This next though. one, this <laughs> this next one comes from Palestine Royal. Okay. Um, Palestine Royal gives it a five out of ten and says, "I can't handle it." <laughs> um, the reason they can't handle it, they say, honestly, this wasn't a terrible movie. But it was kind of funny and wacky. But <laughs> I was kind of surprised at I was kind of surprised how crazy they made Dora seem. Honestly, she was lightweight, scary at times. I think that's why the parents' guide for this movie was rated so severe. Mm. Wait, was it? Is it? I don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> um, no. this if it was, one, we'd be doing yeah. sinful moments. Sinful moments, but it's not. These people are dumb. Thanks, Persian royalty. Go back to Persia or Palestine royalty. Go back to Palestine. Go have a argument with Israel or something. Um, this next one comes from Jay Winsley, two thousand and four. Jay Winsley, two thousand four, gives it a seven out of ten and says, "Are you open to jokes? Are you open to jokes? <laughs> I like to think that I am. <laughs> Are you open to jokes? This do you is like that a joke? question for me? Yeah, I don't know. Are you open to jokes? Uh, I um, I think I am. That's good. Uh, this <laughs> this ne- final one uh, comes from. Let me reread this. Okay, the key blade master rises. <laughs> okay, isn't that from uh, Kingdom Hearts? I don't know. The key blade master rises gives it a one out of ten. Oh and no! Says, Boots doesn't even talk in this picture. Spoiler. Oh. Spoiler. Friend. <laughs> Friend, you walked you walked out of the theater too early. The the Keyblade Master Rises says the director claims monkeys don't talk in the real world. So therefore Boots Boots can't either. Claims. He's got a point. <laughs> Come on, you had one job. If you're going to do a Dora movie, why not why do it like this? Swiper is pretty identical to the cartoons. So what's the excuse? The film makes a point about Boots not being able to speak outside Dora's imagination, and I find that heartbreaking. <laughs> heartbreaking. Thank you, The Key Master Rises. Uh, that has been Hot Takes from the Online. That's that's crazy, because if that really is what Mr. James Bobin, or Bobbin, or however he says his last name, if that really <laughs> is what he said... Um, that makes I like no to sense show you a because character named Swiper. Swiper talks and foxes don't talk. I wish Swiper. that Swiper had just been the main bad guy, like he had been the one in charge. That would have been awesome. 
Yeah, instead he was just, you know, there. He was a set piece. And it, it really wasn't clear, like, Dora never really says anything that makes it clear that she recognizes him when mm-hmm. she sees him when he first comes in and is doing all sorts of crimes and stuff. I wish there'd been a moment where they, like, have a, a face-off and she's like, so, Swiper, it seems like you've fallen in with a rough crowd. And he's like, eh, gotta put bread on the table or something like that, you know? Yeah, that would have been so good. Yeah, that would have made this movie actually good instead of bad. And then they karate chop. Yeah, and then they karate chop. Yeah, and then Dora does one of those, like, you know, standing flips where she, like, jumps and then flips forward, like, a few times, you Mm -hmm. know? You know, like, how action movies do, like they do in Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. (laughs) The movie that we saw today. Yep, the movie that we definitely saw. I had a funny joke that I hope there was a dad that was walking out of the theater in front of me, and I real I said it loud enough to where I hoped he would hear it. And we were walking out. He was like a foot in front of me, and I said kind of loudly, "Well, that's not what I thought the Hobbs and Shaw movie would be like." And he did not acknowledge me. <laughs> Probably because he thought I was going to steal his child or something. I yes ended like. you in that joke, and I was like, "They they start." They stopped putting the Fast and Furious titles in the in, <laughs> in the title of the movie. So, like, I tried to make it, you know, your joke better, but it didn't work. This had a very Fast and Furious-esque title. Is Fast and Furious in the Lost City of Gold. Like, that could work. Too Dora, too lost. Too Dora, too furious. Dora. Fast, fast Dora. Uh, Tokyo Drift. Well, I was trying to remember the name of the city from this, and I was going to say that instead of Tokyo, but I forgot it again. Pa- Parapata Drift. Parapata Drift. I had a uh, pretty good Fast and Furious joke at work. Are you ready for it? Yeah, this is going to be great. Hold on. Um, let me get ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I know what you're going to do. Um, you're going to do the fart noise. But um, we were talking about C.S. Lewis books at mm-hmm. work, and – we were just kind of like going around and somebody's like, my favorites, you know, uh, screw tape letters, my favorites, land the witch in the wardrobe. And they're like, Clint, what's your favorite? And I was like, I think Tokyo drift. (laughs) (laughs) I can pat myself on the back because I know that was a funny joke. That was pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the studio audience really got a kick out of it. Um, should we put Dora through our gauntlet of three questions? I think it's about time, yeah. I think it's about time. Somebody did. Um, so we have three questions that we ask about every movie that we cover on the show. The first question is, is it good for kids? The second question is, is it good for adults? Uh, and the third question varies depending on whether we're covering an old movie or a new movie for a new movie like this we're saying does it do justice to what a door the explorer movie should be and these questions are purposely vague and you can answer them any way that seems like it should be answered to you so, so let's start stop with, getting mad so stop getting mad nobody's gotten mad we just are always scared that people are going to be mad at us yeah um is this good for kids i have my answer should i go first you should go first i think it's very good for kids i agree with you I, I I could, if I were, you know, five to seven years old, stuck at home, and the Nickelodeon came on, and this movie started playing, I'd probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it good for adults? Uh, the answer is a resounding for me, no. Okay. See, I think I'm saying yes. 
Okay. Interesting. I don't know that... Yeah, I, I think I'm standing by that because it is way better than a Dora the Explorer movie needs to be for adults because I've laughed a bunch in this movie. <laughs> it's pretty are funny. You gonna, are you going to give this movie three yeses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you're... you're you you rated this movie a five, and you're giving yeah. it a full pass. Wow, that's that's what that's the beauty of our scoring system is we don't have to think it's like a, a phenomenal movie to make it through our like. I think this movie is what it should be. I agree. I do like the the final question. Does it do justice to what a Dora movie should be? Um, I think yeah. For for me, um, and and, and it's because. Because of how self-aware it was at times. If it was the final act of the movie the whole way through, then I would give it a resounding no. But uh, because it was so self-aware and, like you said, so funny um, and breaking the fourth wall at times, um, I, I I have to give it a yes. It's a funny movie. It's it a, movie. a funny movie. It's funny. It's a funny movie. It's, it's not a masterpiece. Movie. Um. It's about halfway to being a great movie, which is why I gave it a 5 out of 10, because a 10 would be a great movie. What were you expecting to give it? Uh, a 3, so I think I was a little bit overwhelmed. Or, sorry, 3 out of 5, so <laughs> 6. I was so overwhelmed. Sorry. I I think I would I, I thought it would be like a 6, and it was more of a 5 for me. I was slightly okay. underwhelmed, but I still think this movie is better than it needed to be. It, it it surpassed my expectations. I was prepared to give it a, a two out of ten. Well, in our last episode, you you were like, "We're gonna cover our first bad movie in a long time," and me and Cody were both like, uh, uh, "Could you be sure good. Kind of yeah, looks so good." Pass that crow over here. I'll I'll take a partial hit of it. Yeah, just well, you don't have to eat any crow, but I do think you have to lick a crow. Yeah, I do gotta lick a crow. Okay, let's How- make those t-shirts. Uh, podcast jokes. <laughs> yep. With when Tweety we, Bird on. Hey, remember when we had an Etsy page where we tried to sell Spider-Man drawings? <laughs> and then I was in debt to Etsy and had to pay that debt <laughs> so I could turn off the page because apparently there's a premium on not selling artwork. Oh, we are so bad at this. <laughs> oh, man. We've learned. We've made mistakes. Like uh, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, and my way was incorrect. My way was bad. Um, well, our next thing that we're going to cover is we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit because we covered Toy Story 4 a few episodes ago. So, um, wait, when what? The movie came we out. covered what? Oh, sorry. Um, we covered Boy Story 4 a few episodes ago. Nope, you missed, you messed up again. <sighs> We covered what? I know. Yeah, go we ahead, covered then. Boy Story Fork a few episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go ahead and cover Boy Story next. This is yep. the first Boy Story movie. Yep, the the OG Boy Story. And we're going to do all three of them. Boy Story? Boy Story Boy Story 2? 2? Tokyo Drift? Uh and Boy Story I, I thought we were going to try to be funny and come up with funny words for the numbers. Like, oh, Boy Story, okay. Boy Story Spoon. And oh, Boy, Boy Story 3, You and Me. Boy Story Bean. No, this is no, bad. Can we just say good. Boy Story uh, 1, 2, and 3? 
Yeah, that works for me. Uh, we're going to cover the first three Boy Story movies, finally. Um, finally, someone's, yeah, it's about time. someone's doing it. Somebody's um, brave enough to cover those. Yeah, so... Um, if you enjoy this podcast uh, and want us to continue doing it, uh, we're not asking for money because we don't see a reason for us to ask for money. Uh, we do I am it. asking for money. Okay, well, Elisha's asking for money. I do it to quell my depression. Um, but if you do enjoy us, uh, like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever can you, you listen like? to us. You <laughs> Is can, that a okay, thing? You can subscribe and rate. Subscribe. You can rate and subscribe. I think a lot I'm, of people that are listening to us are subscribed, but we need you guys to leave reviews if you haven't. I know correct. some of you haven't. Leave us a review. Yeah. Aaron Spiker. I'll name you by name. <laughs> I know Aaron, kind of. Uh, yeah. Well, not he was in my of. wedding. I know him. We were yeah. we had a whole bachelor weekend together. We spent That's quality correct. time together. Um, you two kissed. We. That was a crazy bachelor party. <laughs> so much kissing. Um, I, I do have one review. So we asked somebody yes. to uh, leave a review and we would read the funniest one and only one person left a review um, <laughs> and it is actually from John Favreau um, okay I'm ready for this one hold on let me wait hold on Clint how did you do that <laughs> how did you hit the button from Chattanooga <laughs> a very uh, long stick <laughs> Oh, wow. I should have closed my window. Um, So I'm going to read this review from John Favreau. Um, He wrote this. uh, It came in just in time at the nick of time. We were only accepting reviews that came in before midnight last night and came in at 1159 from John Favreau himself. It says five stars. Excellent podcast. Colin um, has (laughs) made me rethink my career. Uh, And I'm reading this verbatim. Um, word for word it says these two boys um their take and it says um it actually says the word um i'm reading it (laughs) he he typed the word um it says these two boys um their take on my movie the lion king that i made was actually extremely correct and they made me rethink the movie and things i could have done better in it and i'm actually thinking that maybe they are going to be responsible for all of the good things that I do in my career now because I am going to be a better director because of that episode of the podcast that they did and I listened to it and I loved it and I laughed and I cried and they were right about my movie and Cody likes it too much (laughs) he actually says (laughs) Cody likes it too much that's what it says (laughs) yeah and then there's also like a qualifying sentence that it's his PayPal account and he, he is requesting Cody Cody's PayPal account so he can give him his money back because yeah. he's apologizing. Yeah, well, he wants Interesting. to... Interesting. Wait, he wants to give money to Cody? Yeah, he give him his money back. But Cody's the one who liked it. Yeah, and he's apologizing. He doesn't feel worthy, so... Oh. Okay, I'm not. I'm not trying to speak I, for John Favreau here. I'm reading but... it too, and I'm. I. It's a little bit unclear what it actually means. Okay. And uh, I can't imagine he's going to leave this on there for long because he is a public figure. So, uh, listeners, if you want to take a look at this, you might want to get on it. It might be gone by the time you get on iTunes. But yeah, 
thank you, John, for that feedback. It's really nice to know that we've kind of set you back on the right track. We hope that your next movie is a little bit more like interesting and less brown. (laughs) Let's rethink that sentence. (laughs) No, I'm rethinking it, and that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Well, um, you heard it here, folks. Elisha does not like movies that are brown. No, it's, it was a too brown of a movie. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, do you know what rhymes with hug me? Ah, oh, you do this every week, and I still don't know what rhymes with hug me. Look what rhymes up. with hug me? Look it Hold up, on. idiot. You should have figured this out by now. Oh, plug me okay yeah we're gonna plug our stuff um social media we're on it we're doing it and we're doing posts on it and we are twitter is at purely nostalgia and my twitter name is at elisha p smith and guess what it's the same for letterbox yeah and my twitter name is at clint jh page the jh does stand for jazz hands and that's the same on letterbox as well did you mention we have an instagram i was going to you have too little faith in me oh man do you want to do it go ahead yeah, we do have an Instagram. Uh, it's at purely nostalgia pod pod because um, we have no brand consistency for the pod. So, and people I'm, love desert. I'm gonna read what we have in our notes here. Because <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, I'm not gonna read it word for word, but I think no. I funny. want you to read it word no. for word because it it's says dirty. No. It says we're going to ask for reviews. I have a fake review I want to read, and by that I mean makeup as I go along. Okay, deal. Bet it will suck. (laughs) (laughs) We were having a back-and-forth conversation on the Google Doc. As kids do. As as kids do. Uh, We done here? Yeah, I think we're done. Is this it for our podcast? Are we done? Yeah, I I think... I do find it funny that this was... You know, it's gonna go in the uh, in the trash can because the the quality was so bad of the um, of the recording. But we were like, man, can't believe it. we made the thirty seven episodes. Are we getting good at this? And then we had to start over. <laughs> well, we always do that thing where we're talking about how we're starting to get good at this, and um, I don't know if we actually are. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was God's way of pulling the reins back and saying, whoa. 37 is a high number, though. Like, I feel yeah, like... Like I, you said, it's in the 100s. <laughs> yeah, this is all part of the lost recording, but I feel like like 36 was our last episode. That is in the lower 100s, as I said. Um, and by that, I mean it's in the lower section of the first 100 integers. But when you get to 37, I feel like you're in the middle section of the... You know? You know? Yeah, I just feel like 37 is a big like- number. If the average lifespan is, like, what, 83, 84 years old, um, I might be, you know, adding more than what it really is. But we're middle-aged at this point. We're definitely past our prime, for sure. And uh, it's crazy. We have no business having done 37 episodes of this dumb show. (laughs) Nah. Just think about this. If we released one every single week, we would have have doubled what we are at now. Yeah. That's crazy. Hypothetically doubled. This is... Yep, we gotta we gotta quit. We, we we better quit while we're ahead. Where are we even ahead? Though? I wouldn't even say we're ahead. At this I don't point. think we we're better, ahead. We I better think, quit before we're too deep. We've we peaked with Christian Deadpool, so. Yeah, you're right.
right at that one. All the listeners were clamoring, clamoring for us to return to that comedic <laughs> territory, and we were like, no, no, it's a one-time thing. Um, so yeah, that's it. We're done. I think that'll do, Donkey. We we'll will... see you soon. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Wow, we, we screwed it up on our uh, we 37th anniversary. I, I mean, see, I normally say see a bassoon, but I did pause long enough for you to think that I was expecting you to say it, so I can't entirely blame you. Um, I'm just going to say we'll see a bassoon. And Skinath for listening. <laughs> government were to come in and say like all right you all are your own class right now this is your own social class like what where would we fall <laughs> what would this be called dora sears dora sears yeah i have to go pee pee in the pot <laughs> you want to take the phone with you sure no don't no i'm going to no get my phone i can't function without it for like five minutes okay fine